This is Evangelist Glenda Camara. Welcome to the Secret Place Podcast, a division of Psalms 91 in 1 Ministry. Give honor to God, to my husband, to my pastor, Bishop Robert G. Johnson, and I thank God for you, you, and you tuning in to this podcast. I pray that through this podcast, you will be able to get a better understanding of God's word that will help you to live and to be able to go through whatever it is that you may have to endure or go through in these trying times. Tonight, I would like to invite you to join me in the book of Exodus, and I'd like to speak with you concerning the Ark of the Covenant. I don't know what some definition may be, but I'd like to just expound on it and let you know the importance and the significance of the Ark of the Covenant. From Exodus, the 25th chapter, it starts to talk concerning Moses being up in um, Mount Sinai. And when God had given him the tablets, which we know as the Ten Commandments. And when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, the Bible said in the 21st and the first verse, it says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they may bring that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram's skin dyed red and badger skins and shittim wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for sweet incense onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them. Now the sanctuary was not the Ark of the Covenant, but it was the covering for the Ark of the Covenant. This is how uh, the, the Ark would travel with them within those curtains, within those veils. And so the scripture goes on to say, it gave instructions to Moses on how to prepare the Ark of the Covenant as well. So we have the offerings, we have everything, all the materials that we need for the sanctuary and those same materials he used for the Ark of the Covenant. And it said in verse nine, it says, and according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. And then in the 10th verse, it says, and they shall make an ark of shittim wood. Remember now, they just gave an offering. And then he began to give the instructions on the size of the ark of the covenant. Now, the ark of the covenant went with the children of Israel wherever they traveled. And we later learn in scripture that the Ark of the Covenant housed Aaron's rod. It housed a pot of manna. And we know manna was that bread 
that came down from heaven. And it also housed the tablets. Now, as we read and as we continue to walk through the Bible, we look at Exodus, the 25th chapter still, and verse 22. And that reads, And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things, which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. So here God's talking to Moses and letting him know, I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to meet with you. Now he's asked him to build the sanctuary for him to meet with the children of Israel. He said, and I will dwell among them. So that means that this place, this tent, this structure where the Ark of the Covenant would be housed, God was in the midst of that. And as long as they traveled and they traveled with the Ark of the Covenant, he was in their presence. He, he gave instructions on, you cannot touch the Ark of the Covenant. The shittim wood, they were made, they, they made poles and they overlaid, everything was overlaid with gold. Even the cherubims were the protectors of the, the mercy seat. It wasn't a seat that you could sit on. Their wings covered it and they faced one another with their wings stretched out over the mercy seat. And that's where the Spirit of God would come down and dwell with the children of Israel. So it wasn't something that you could touch. Praise God. But, but you had to use those staves to carry it. There were rings of gold on each corner and the staves would go through or long poles that were overlaid with gold would go through the rings on the, the chests. If you want to call it a chest, you know, if you think of a big chest, if you can imagine what it might look like. So those, those, those wooden poles would go through there and that's how they would carry the Ark of the Covenant, not touching it because it was sacred, it was sanctified, and it was what, where God was dwelling with the children of Israel. So then we think about the Ark of the Covenant, and I've preached a message the Lord blessed concerning David. And when David was traveling, well, first of all, when the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines, uh, the Bible said that Eli's, uh, they, during Eli's time, they sent for the Ark of the Covenant and when the Ark of the Covenant came into the camp of the children of Israel, the Philistines heard a great uproar, a great, you know, rejoicing, and the ground was moving, and it sounded like thunder, and all of these things, because they felt that the Ark of the Covenant was the children of Israel's God. And um, they were very frightful, fearful, and they began to question among themselves, who can stand before the God of the children of Israel? And they got afraid. But because of the disobedience of Eli by not chastising his sons and the various things that his sons had done and uh, they, they would even go and take from the altar of God. They would take portions of the meat before it was processed for the sacrifice. And they were just doing just horrendous sins that they were performing. So then God allowed the Ark of the Covenant to be taken from the children of Israel when they went up to battle against the Philistines. The Ark was taken. And as we know, uh, Eli's daughter-in-law, before she died, she named her son because she began to travail in pain 
uh, she was about to deliver her child before time because she heard about the Ark of the Covenant being um, taken by the Philistines. So therefore, praise God, she travailed in pain and, and had a son and she named her son Ichabod and meaning the glory has left uh, the camp or has left the children of Israel and she died. So many years later, David comes on the scene and he wants to go, well, seven months after the ark was taken by the Philistines, uh, the Bible declared that uh, the Philistines were so ready to get rid of it. We know that it had, they had taken it into the, um, the house of their God, Ashdod. And the Bible said that when they came back the next day, Ashdod was on his face bowing to uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And they stood him up again. And the next morning when they came back, there was only the torso of their God left. And they were afraid and they were, how are we going to, what, what are we going to do? We got to get rid of this thing, you know, send it here, send it there. And everywhere they sent it, the, the Philistines, they were afraid because they knew that they were cursed for taking the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible said that God has struck the men with emrods. And if you look that up, emrods are hemorrhoids. And um, so everywhere that the ark would go within the Philistines camp, the men would be struck with hemorrhoids. And also uh, God has sent a plague of mice to them. And uh, the, the, the uh, Philistines was like, we got to get rid of it. So we're going to put it on a cart and we're going to send it back to where it came from. We're going to send it down to Beth Shemesh. And they, they made the, the cart of new wood and they put new uh, they made a new cart and they put two um the scripture says milk kinds not milk but milk which still mean cows that were uh just uh, had a child or had a, a calf and was still uh they hadn't weaned their calves yet they still had milk so they put that ark of the covenant on a new cart and when they put it on the cart their gods their priests began to tell them that you need to send this thing back and you need to send it back with an offering, an offering to their gods for even taking it in the first place. Now, it could have been a circumstance as to why or, or just something that happened, a fluke maybe they were thinking as to why this came upon them. Maybe perhaps they were saying it was just a fluke, just something that happened. But just in case, let's send back five golden emeralds and we're going to send back five golden mice with this uh, Ark of the Covenant. And we're going to take it and we're going to put it in a chest and sit it on the cart. We're not going to touch the Ark of the Covenant, but we're going to sit it on the cart. And we're going to send these two kinds away, these two cows away. And if they just happen to go in the direction of Beth Shemes, then we will know that it was the God of Israel, of the Israelites, who put this plague or put this curse on us. But if it goes another direction, it was just something that happened, just that particular circumstance. The Bible said that the cart went on down to Beth Shemesh, which were the people of David. They were Israelites, descendants. Praise God, they were family. So the cart went down there and they saw the cart coming and they began to rejoice that the Philistines had sent back 
the Ark of the Covenant of God. This is the place where God met Moses. This is the place where we get our strength. This is the place where we go in and or the priests went in and they prayed and they sprinkled blood upon the Ark of the Covenant and upon the Holy Seed and upon the Testament. This is where they uh, would be atoned. And, they, and of course, they rejoiced for what God had done. But the people of Beth Shemesh made a big and grave error. The Bible said that they opened, they began to look into the ark of the Lord. And there God smoked, he killed 50,070 men because they did that. The Bible said then they sent the ark on to Kirjath Jerim and um, there, you know, they begin to rejoice and, and, and give God glory and honor and praise for the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark stayed there for 20 years. And David's like, hey, we got to go get this Ark. We got to go back and get our blessing. You know, I often hear people speak or, or, you know, I would hear people say, I'm going to the devil's camp and take back what the devil stole from me. You know, and a lot of times it's not what the devil stole from us. It is what we allow the devil to have because he can't take what is God's from God. He has to get authority from God to even touch anything of God. If we look in the book of Job and, and study the book of Job, the Bible said that Satan came and he talked with God and, and, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? You know, because Satan was walking up and down to and fro. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? Job was an upright, a just man, one that feared God and he stayed away from evil. You know, he was one that would feed the hungry and, you know, he was just a good and decent man. And Job, you know, uh, the, the Satan said to God, said, well, you know, Job has a reason um, to serve you the way that he does. And God allows Satan to touch Job and to afflict Job and to take things away from Job. You know, we have to look at that. You know, we're not going, we, we, our battle acts, the thing, the Bible says that the weapons of our well warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. What are you talking about? We cannot box in the flesh with the enemy, but our prayer, our prayers, our weapon is prayer. And when we get down on our knees and we begin to tell God about it, tell God about the situations and everything that we're going through, tell him how we feel and let him know, which he already knows. He already knows about it, but just commune with God and just say, Lord, you know, my heart is this way or this thing has happened to me. And I feel like, you know, maybe that, you know, the enemy came and stole something, which again, we know that he didn't take it from you. You gave it up, but nevertheless, you know, just tell God about it, about it and ask God to fix the situation for you. And he will do that. So here, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines because the Ark of the Covenant was not supposed to be in the battle in the first place. The children of Israel were losing the battle and they sent for the Ark of the Covenant. Bring it out here to the battlefield. We're going to have God with us and we're going to win this battle. No, you were, your head was hard. You were disobedient. You had uh, the adversary already in your camp. Those that you thought was on your side. You know, Phineas and Phinehas was in the battle and they were killed. 
but they were going against God. They were, they were, they were the priest's sons and Eli did not try to correct them, you know, but we, we, we have to be corrected by God. If we don't want the, the wrath of God, the Bible said, well, come on the children of disobedient. We don't want to be disobedient to God. We want to do the things that is well-pleasing in his sight. So therefore the ark was taken because you had these two men, I, I, you know, I, I would say because of the disobedience, that's why. But also Phineas and Phinehas were in that uh, battle and they called for the Ark of the Covenant. So after 20 years, um, praise God, David wanted to get go and get the Ark and he went to get the Ark and uh, one of his, uh, the men that was with him reached out because the Ark had hit some bumpy rocks along the way. And he reached out to touch the Ark of the Covenant. Now remember, no hands were supposed to touch it. There were uh, Chittimwood rods covered with gold. That's how they were to carry it. But it was on a cart and the cart shook. And when he reached out and touched the Ark of the Covenant, uh, he fell dead right there at the Ark. So David got afraid and he began to say, who, who, how can I bring this? How can I bring the ark of the, of the Lord in back into the city of David when I, I can't even go from one place to, to another without God killing uh, somebody? But we have to be obedient. We live in an era of in an era of grace and truth. So grace has come and the truth has come. So God is not uh, pronouncing judgment as he did in those days. He's still God, but he give us a space and opportunity to repent of our sins. He sent his only son in the likeness of sin, who had no sin, to die for us and for our sins. So now we can come boldly to the throne of grace and ask God's forgiveness. Then there was no opportunity for forgiveness. You disobeyed, you would die. And that's the way it was. So David went to get the Ark of the Covenant and he started back with it. And on his way, as I said, um, Uzziah, Uzziah, Uzzah reached out to touch it, excuse me, and um, was killed. So David decided that he was going to take the Ark of the Covenant aside. And he was going to take it to Obed-Edom house, which was still some of his family. The Bible said he took it over there to Obed-Edom's house. And when it got down there, the word came to David and began to let him know of all the blessings and the blessings that how Obed-Edom was being blessed by God uh, because he had the Ark of the Covenant of God, the Ark of the Testament. Uh, those terms are used interchangeably. So you may hear... Uh, the Ark of the Covenant, you may hear the Ark of the Testimony, or you may hear the Ark of God, which are all one in the same. And um, and, and then it's, um, so when David took it to Obed-Edom house, he went and he got it. And David was so excited and so elated that, you know, he was going after God and he went back to get. And remember now, he did not go into the enemy's camp. He went to his friend. He went to his family to get the Ark of the Covenant. And, and, and that's 
a significant point that we have to realize today. We cannot box with Satan. We do not have the power as individuals to wrestle with Satan. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So the only thing that's going to be able to deliver us from these particular powers and, and, and spiritual wickedness is God and through and by prayer. So then what do we do? We pray and we ask God. The Philistines, the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant and sent it back. They could not, they could not keep the power of God in their place, in, in, in their uh, land, in their country, uh, or in their God's house. The Bible said that, that the Philistines priests wouldn't even go back in there because of the Ark of God was in there and they were afraid. They had no, they were powerless against God. And this was the dwelling place of God. Look how great God is and how mag how great and his, his magnitude, his, his power is so forceful. And, and just him being in one place within an ark of a covenant, in the ark, in the place that housed the covenant, my God, the place where he told Moses that I'm going to meet with you there. I'm going to meet with the children of Israel and I'm going to be with them in the camp because the, the, the sanctuary was there. The tabernacle was there, but I'm going to meet you at the seat. I'm going to come down at the mercy seat. My power, my glory, the Shekinah glory of God would meet them. And if the priests of God, the children of Israel, the Levites, if they weren't right, when they went into the temple, when they went into the sanctuary, they had to wear a bell and a rope around them because if they fell dead because of their uncleanness, cleanliness, praise God, the bell would go off and they had to take that rope and drag them out of there because you can't stand before the presence of God any kind of way. You got to be clean. Amen. So back to the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. David went down to Obed-Edom's to pick up, to get the Ark of the Covenant. The Bible said they went six paces and, and, and they began to sacrifice to God. They began to rejoice and they were dancing and singing the whole way. Praise God. So they were just, he was so excited. Not that he went to the enemy's camp, but that the enemy sent back the ark of God and they sent back the ark of the covenant and they sent back the blessings and, and, and it was still working for them. Why? Because it was still God. There was no change. It was still God. The enemy can't stand before God. The Philistines couldn't stand. God struck them with emroids or hemorrhoids and he sent a plague of mice to them because they had taken something that didn't belong to them. So then following or walking through the Bible, we see, even in the book of Revelations, Revelation, the 11th chapter uh, and the 19th verse, the Bible, John begins to say in the word of God that, uh, and the temple of God was open in heaven and there was seen in his temple, the ark of his testimony, I'm sorry, testament. And there were lightning and voices and thundering and an earthquake and great hail. Look at where from Exodus to Revelation, the Bible still speaks of the Ark of the Covenant and where it is. But we thank God today because 
He sent his son, Jesus. And any kind of way you look at it, the Bible says that if we call on the name of the Lord, that we shall be saved, that there is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Acts, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, ye shall have power. So then that same power that exists with the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Testimony, the Ark of the Testament, the Ark of God is in Jesus Christ. So when we have Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, that comforter that came on that day of Pentecost on the inside of us, then we got that holy word of God inside of us and we can live, we can move and we can have our being. Bible is a great guide and a great lead for us. Praise God. It, it is our, it is, oh my God, it is the direction. It is our path. It is our roadmap. It is what we need. The Bible said the Ark of the Covenant is this, or I'm telling you, the Ark of the Covenant is, is completely described in Exodus, the 25th chapter. Praise God. Read it and study it for yourself and know God's word. It was ordered by God to house that stone, those stone tablets or the Ten Commandments as we know it. Aaron's rod and a pot of manna is in there. But the most significant aspect of or for the purpose of the ark was that God told Moses in Exodus 25 and 22 that he would meet with him there. Trust God. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Get his spirit on the inside of you, which is the Holy Ghost, the word of God, the spoken word that became flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus Christ. Call his name, praise God, and we will walk in the light of his glory and we will walk through the Bible. God bless you and may heaven smile upon you in Jesus' name.